Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the AF Playbook Podcast. So today we are going to be talking about productivity, and my guest is Tan Pham from AsianEfficiency.com. Uh, if you've never read the site, you should definitely check it out. It's a blog. They also now have a podcast, and they offer some products all about productivity. They're productivity experts. So this is definitely an area that everybody I know could improve in, uh, myself included. I've been in kind of a rut since the holidays and then uh, post-affiliate summit sickness and just having trouble getting back into the swing of things. So I was excited to record this episode and learn more about productivity and I definitely picked up some good tips from it. I think you will too. So here it is. Okay, Tan Fam, welcome to the AF Playbook Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, David, I'm excited to be here. Let's uh, let's do this. All right, cool. Well, to start out, tell us about yourself and kind of your background, how you got started and then how you got started um, with productivity and Asian, Asian efficiency. Yeah, so my name is uh, Tan. I'm the Managing Director of Asian Efficiency. And uh, what we do is we basically teach people how to be more productive. And so Asian Efficiency got started a couple years ago. And um, when we got started, it was just you know a small blog. And over the years, it turned into like one of the most popular blogs on productivity and time management. And now we have like a bunch of online courses that we sell, and we do a little bit of coaching as well. We have our own podcast, The Productivity Show. And so we're really out there pushing productivity and helping people become more productive because that's really what the company's mission is, is to make the world a more productive place uh, one person at a time. And so um, I actually got started sort of in the online space probably seven, eight years ago. And I started off doing, you know, random stuff online, trying to figure out how to make it online. And I started doing, you know, like SEO websites and like little niche websites. And then I got into affiliate marketing and I did that for a while uh, before I turned into uh, joining the Asian efficiency team. And so I have a pretty good understanding of, you know, affiliate marketing and online marketing and just like being an entrepreneur with an online business. And so hopefully today I can share some of my uh, wisdom and knowledge and mistakes that I've made that hopefully other people will make as they transition into doing stuff online and, and selling stuff online. Definitely. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I mean, productivity is one of those topics that I think everybody who is interested in business is interested in just, you know, how to get more done and um, how to be more productive during the time that you, you are working. Yeah, absolutely. And especially people sort of I've noticed personally in the affiliate marketing space and people who want to sort of make that a full-time living, I've noticed, for example, a lot of times when people have a full-time job and they want to transition out of that mm -hmm. and do affiliate marketing full-time, well, how do you transition out of that the fastest? Well, obviously, you have to be productive. Right? You have to know what you need to do in the fastest way possible so you can make that transition. Or you know, you need to make some money very quickly you need to figure out, okay, what are some of the things I need to be doing? Why am I, why aren't I like motivated to do all this stuff? Like you need to do all these things to, you know, to launch a campaign and mm -hmm. get, get testing data and, and, and test stuff. So, you know, being productive is obviously very, very important. And I've noticed, especially among affiliate marketers and, and people who run online businesses. So, you know, you just said something that made me think of a, um, a question I was going to ask later, but I'll, I'll ask it now. You know, you said like 
uh, a lot of times people are doing affiliate marketing because they want to get out of their job or, you know, they're starting a business because they want to get out of their job and trying to figure out how to be more productive. And I know for myself years ago and I quit and I've heard this from a lot of people too, when I was working a day job and then doing affiliate marketing at night, I was really productive because I had to, I mean, I had to get my affiliate marketing done in the few hours I had at night or it wasn't going to get done. And then when I quit my day job, I thought, okay, this is great. I'm going to have unlimited time to do anything. And then of course what happened, I became super unproductive because I just, you know, my time went, I had no structure or anything to it. Do you guys see that a lot? Oh man, I, I like I see that all the time, yeah. and it's it's one of those dangers where when you take a certain hobby and you go pro and you go full time, mm-hmm. then it's not as fun anymore, right? Like yeah. I'm I see that over and over and over again. Like poker players who love to play poker for fun, and then they go pro and then they hate it, mm-hmm. right? They're, because yeah. they play all the time and they just get sick of it. And it's really the same thing with affiliate marketing or any really hobby that you have. If you go pro and you start making money and you start to do that as a living, mm-hmm. things change a lot, you mm-hmm. know. And like you said, like when you come home from work, uh, like you have that sort of constraint. Like you have two to three hours where you know, okay, I can dedicate that time to affiliate marketing and really focus on that. But then when you go full time, you have you know eight, twelve, sixteen hours a day. Then the game changes because then you don't necessarily have that constraint. Because you'll always start thinking, well, you know, in the past I did that in two or three hours, but now I have 12, so maybe I can take yeah. it a little bit easier, Sure. right? So it's a yeah. little bit more challenging. And so um, you, there's a different mindset change as well that's, that is required. Because if you have a daytime job, oftentimes you have to take orders from someone else. And mm-hmm. so you have a very clear structure of what needs to be done. Like there is someone else there telling you what needs to be done. Whereas if you go pro, you go full time, nobody's there to tell you what you need to be doing. <laughs> yeah. right? And people, people, they dream about that. Yeah. You know, having not wanting to be told to be done, what to be, what to be doing, what needs to be done. But then when they're in that situation and they're quote unquote in the dream situation where, you know, nobody's telling them what to do, then it's up to them to actually do something. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a totally different mind shift that you need to make. And not most people are prepared for that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I sometimes have a struggle with myself um, telling me, you know, what I should be doing or something. Because like you say, you're kind of your own boss. And a lot of times, you know, I still get that, oh, I don't want to do that because I, you know, I have to do it. Or I'm telling myself, you know, I have to do this or not. And I kind of get that rebellious, like, well, I'm not going to do that. I don't have to do it. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that can be kind of frustrating sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's just one of the biggest struggles that I think entrepreneurs face. Mm-hmm. I think the other the other thing is you're just when you start off, you're just like drowned in information. Yeah. Right. Like when you when you go part time where you do it like three or four hours a day when you get home, you oftentimes really know what you need to be doing in those three to four hours because you have that constraint. But then when you have unlimited hours, then it almost feels like there's so much coming your way that you just don't know what to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you have, technically you have 16 hours if you if you really want to work 16 hours, but then 
you know, like there's always a different offer coming up. There's always something else that's sexier on the yeah. outside. There's always like something else that's trying to grab your attention and pull you away from what you should be doing. And so it, one of the biggest challenges I see, you know, online entrepreneurs or people who want to be successful in general is that they're just like bombarded with all these opportunities. And it's up to you to figure out, okay, what's the number one thing that I actually need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Because if you can pick that up and really focus on that, that's how you can be really, really productive. And if you really look at it from a point of view of someone who is doing it part-time, they just oftentimes know, okay, I just got to launch this campaign, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing else matters because I know if I launch this campaign, it could change my life. I could you know, quit my job, I can do this full-time, and I just know this one campaign is gonna change everything. But then when you go full time, well, it, you know, it could be this this skincare campaign, it could be <laughs> this bizop campaign, it could be, you know, something else that comes your way. And so then it's 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 always like really enticing to try different stuff out because you know that, you know, well, there's so many things out there that, you know, are making money or doing really well. Oh yeah. Then it's you know, then it's a matter of okay, how can I learn to to focus? So how do you do that? If someone came to you and they they said that, they said, okay, you know, I just quit my job and I have all this time and I feel like I don't know what to do. I have, you know, 16 hours in the day, but I spend six hours think, you know, looking at offers and figuring out what I'm going to promote. And then I spend another three hours, um, you know, researching this or that. And then by the time I do that, I've decided I should be in a completely different niche or something. So what would you say to someone that like came to you with that problem? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So, um, you know, in general, I would say, you know, focus on one opportunity and really master that. Mm -hmm. So whether, um, you know, whether you're starting an online business and uh, if you, I'm going to assume that you've done all your research up front. So if you're at that point where you're going full time, I'm pretty much assuming that you've done all the legwork up front. So, you know, the industry you're in, you know, the kind of business you're going to be running, um, and if you're not there, then you should not be doing this full time yet, because then you're just going to be really you're going to be losing money and you're not going to be starting a business that actually is going to be successful sure. most, for the most part. Sure. So, um, you know, like I was actually listening to Charles speak the other day at mm -hmm. uh, Phillips on the West. Yeah. And, um, you know, Charles is a good friend of mine. He, obviously, he's very, very clicked in the affiliate marketing space. And, uh, you know, he teaches people how to do affiliate marketing. So he has a much better understanding of that. But one thing that sort of stood out, what, what he said uh, to me and to other people when we're having dinner and stuff, was, you know, the number one thing for him is to master a traffic source. Mm -hmm. And so if you master a traffic source, it doesn't really matter what kind of offer you run. Because you'll you'll you know you will know all the intricacies of that traffic source and really you know you're gonna you're gonna succeed either way, mm -hmm. right? But it's this you know that doesn't mean that everyone needs to necessarily focus on the traffic source. But if you peel it one layer uh, away, what he's really saying is you know focus on one thing, right? Yeah. And what he's saying is focus on the traffic source. But you know if you're running an online business, it might mean focus on your product because that that might be the thing that is the most important thing for you, mm -hmm. right? So it's a little different for depending, you know, what what kind of business you run. But the main idea is always focus on one thing, do that really really well, and the rest will follow. Because like I said earlier, if you just 
you know, follow the shiny objects, then you're never going to get anything done. Yeah, I mean, that that totally makes sense. So it's just about having the self-discipline to, uh, I guess, put your blinders on and say, okay, I'm only going to do this and um, it'll and work with it until, you know, yeah, I've mastered it. So, yeah, exactly. And that's really the hardest part because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just our brains are just naturally looking for things that could, you know, improve yeah. our lives quickly. Yeah, sure. Uh, and easily. So it's just being able to say no is, is going to be one of your biggest challenges if you're just starting out. What are some of the other, uh, I guess, productivity uh, struggles that you see entrepreneurs facing? Besides that, um, so being able to say no is one big thing. The other is just blocking out distractions in your life. Mm-hmm. So you know the obvious ones are Facebook, YouTube, yeah. you know Twitter, all the social media, right. Instagram. You know, I know we're all looking at girls on Instagram. <laughs> so you know that can all be very very distracting. Sure. So being able to just tune that out. Uh, you will save yourself probably two to three hours a day where you can really focus on your biggest opportunities. And two to three hours a day is a lot of time when you think about it. It is, yeah, especially if it's like really focused time for, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like if you set a timer, and that's one of my favorite techniques is just to set a timer for 25 minutes or 50 minutes mm-hmm. where you just do one thing, then if you if you can do that for three hours, you actually have a really productive day because yeah. – like the eight-hour workday is actually a huge myth. When yeah. you look at it, in an eight-hour workday, you know you have lunch, you talk to people, you commute to work, uh, you know you do stuff in between. You have water, water cooler talks. You know, like the actual amount of work that you do where it's uninterrupted is probably thirty to sixty minutes a day, which wow. is not a lot. Yeah, that's right? not. <laughs> and if you can double that or triple that, imagine what you can achieve. So just being able to tune that out, all these distractions, and just streamline your day that way will be a big, big game changer. That leads me into the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, why do people think they always need to be uh, working to be productive, especially like in our industry and I guess the entrepreneurial industry, startups or whatever. It's like people it's almost like a badge of honor, you know, if they work like a 12, 15, 16 hour day. And I think it makes a lot of people feel like if they're not doing that, they're not being productive. And that's kind of a hard thing to live up to. I don't know if anyone is that is working that much is actually really productive or, um, mm-hmm. you know, if they just, if they're just feel productive because they're filling their time up, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. And I, I actually fell for that trap early on as well like I felt I need to you know I need to grind I need to like do those 16 hour days I gotta show people you know I work hard and you know and all that stuff and I mean there's definitely value in in working hard don't get me wrong but there's also a lot of value in working hard and working smart Mm -hmm. right so if you can combine the two then you're you're gonna be awesome and so the thing I sort of noticed over time is yeah you can work 16 hour days but if you really look back at the 16-hour days, you know, it really starts to trail off after five, six, seven hours or something where you really mm-hmm. get stuff done or not, not a lot done. Like the first five, six hours you actually work, that's when you get the most stuff done. And that's when you're most creative. That's when you are most focused. That's when you have the most energy. 
And after that, it's just really, you know, just like busy work. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we need to feel like we're just, you know, busy because busy equals productivity. Well, no, that's not, that's not true. Productivity really means you're getting really important stuff done and as quickly as possible. And, you know, if you're doing it the right way, then you're getting, you know, a lot of high value work done that's otherwise other people might take, you know, two, three weeks to do, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really about knowing what you need to be working on and just hitting those outcomes. Because I think the fallacy is people think in terms of I need to work X amount of hours instead of saying I need to hit certain outcomes. Okay. So, for example... If you need to launch a campaign or you need to launch a product or whatever, you know, the outcome is, is to, for example, uh, have a landing page up and running, mm-hmm. right? I don't care if that takes two hours or 10 hours. As long as the landing page is done, mm-hmm. then I'm done. Like, I don't need to spend more hours to do other stuff to just make, to make, my fee- to make me feel like I'm productive. Sure. Like, if I'm hitting that outcome, then the next day I might say, okay, let me have those ads up and running so it's sending traffic to the landing page, mm-hmm. right? If that is my outcome, if that takes four hours or seven hours, it makes no difference. If I'm done in four hours, all right, you know what? I'll call it a day and that's it. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is another day where I can work really hard and hit another outcome. Mm-hmm. So if you can work and focus on outcomes rather than spending X amount of hours a day, I think you're going to get a lot more work done. And also you'll start to see that you'll only start working on things that are actually important to your business. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So you're just measuring your productivity by uh, what you get done rather than just the amount of time your butt's in the chair in front of the computer. Yeah, exactly. In the end, it's all about results anyway, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't matter how many hours you spend. As long as the result is there, that's all that really counts. So is that something you would recommend people – I don't know, write down or journal or, I mean, how do you make sure that you're staying focused on results and not just, you know, having a day where 10 hours goes by and you think you did a lot of work, but in reality you didn't? Yeah. So what I would recommend is for people to always plan their day the night before Mm -hmm. so that by the time you wake up, you have a very crystal, crystal clear idea of what you need to be working on. And so in order to really effectively do that, you need to sort of in broad strokes know sort of the milestones you need to hit, right? So let me just give you an example of uh, launching a campaign. When you launch a campaign, there's certain things you need to hit, right? You need to know uh, the offer you're going to promote, right? Mm -hmm. Then you need to know uh, what kind of angle you're going to be using. Mm -hmm. Then you need to know um, or you need to have a landing page, you need to have your your ads and, and, you know, those are sort of like the broad strokes, right? Yeah. So let's say, you know, we have these five steps and you want to launch a campaign in one week. What if each outcome is uh, a separate, you know, day by itself? So, for example, one day you spend just researching an offer. That might be a Monday. Okay. Tuesday, you figure out uh, the angles you're going to be using. Right, and then uh, Wednesday could be like the landing page, okay. and then and then Thursday is when you're going to upload the ads, and then and then Friday is when you're going to be launching. Right, so if you have sort of the broad strokes of your project or whatever you're working on, mm-hmm. then if you can just set those outcomes, you have a really good idea of where you are and what you need to do as you start uh, doing things. So, for example, if you're if you're researching an offer and you're actually stuck and you don't know what to do, 
-hmm. well, you know, you can call it a day and say, hey, you know what, uh, I'm going to start again tomorrow. But then, um, you know, you might be losing a lot of time that way. But if you can't push forward, there's no, there's oftentimes no point in actually pushing harder because oftentimes when we're stuck, we need to actually zoom out mm -hmm. and like get back to the problem with a new like mindset or a new perspective to, to solve that, right? Because if you just sit for eight hours behind a computer researching offers, you're just, you're, you're filling up your brain with crap. Yeah. And then it's just really hard to like figure out, okay, all right, I have like 15 offers right now. What, what should I do now? And then you're just like overloading yourself, right? So oftentimes when you use, break it down into like milestones and outcomes you want to hit, mm -hmm. if you don't hit something, um, you, you still know that, you know, that there's one specific outcome you need to hit. And so it gives you the opportunity to sort of like zoom out and just like, oftentimes when I'm stuck, I just go for a walk or I go work out. Mm -hmm. And by the time I come back, then I'll start to know, oh, yeah, this is this is what I should be doing, yeah. right? So if you're focusing on hours, then what you're thinking or what you're essentially saying is, okay, the more I sit behind my computer, the more likely I'm going to fix my problem, mm -hmm. which is actually not the case at all, especially when it comes to, like, very creative stuff, um, when it comes to, like, coming up with angles or finding the right offer and stuff like that or testing. Uh, you know, you actually oftentimes want to get away from it and then come back later. True. And you know, it kind of feels then counterintuitive to say, well, if I'm going to quote-unquote waste two hours by going for a walk or going to the gym, no, that's actually not wasting your time. It's actually a good thing because you know, in the end, it's all about hitting outcomes and results. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So what about the kind of the opposite spectrum of that? We're talking about people who, you know, just feel the need to like grind and work constantly. What about the people who have trouble motivating themselves to do anything? Because you see that happen a lot with entrepreneurs. Like sometimes they might get stuck or other times they might just, I don't know, get in a rut where they don't feel like working. Um, so how can those people motivate themselves when I don't know they don't feel like working or they're not enjoying what they're doing yeah that's uh that's really dependent on the person and the situation that they're in mm -hmm. but I think the main thing I always try to do is ask myself why mm -hmm. like why do I want to do this or why do I not want to do this and it's sort of like looking into yourself and figuring out like what the motivation behind it is mm -hmm. and this is a I, I have to admit this is a little bit more challenging to do, but if you actually know the compelling reason why you want to do something, it will actually you know, cre sort of create that intrinsic motivation to do something. So, for example, you know, a lot of times people, when they have a daytime job and they want to do affiliate marketing or they want to start an online business full-time, mm -hmm. is to be able to provide for their family, right? Right. And, um, you know, maybe in their current situation, they aren't, they aren't making enough money and, you know, when they go pro and they go full time, they think they can make a lot of money and that will change the, the lives of their family and kids yeah. and so on. But like, let's say, you know, on a Tuesday night, you come home from work and you're just like tired and you don't know what to do. And like you're staring at your screen, and you're just like not doing anything. Mm -hmm. That's like the perfect moment to think back and say, OK, you know, why do I want to do this? Like, why do I want to launch this campaign and really think about it? And if you can really visualize that as well then you'll start to see, oh, yeah, you know, the reason I started all of this is because I want to quit my job. I hate my job. 
you know, and like if you can pile up all that like negative energy, quote unquote, mm -hmm. that's oftentimes good enough just to get started, right? Now, I, I wouldn't say that's a long-term solution by using like all this negative, you know, emotions and, and negative energy in your life to, to, to you know, s sort of get started. I don't think that's a healthy way of living. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's kind of a ninja trick in a way where <laughs> if you can't use it when you, when you really need it, you know, go for it. Because I think it's extremely powerful, right? But, you know, other people are more motivated by pleasure. So when they start thinking about, oh, you know, I can make a million dollars in six months or whatever, you know, and I can buy this and I can, you know, provide this opportunity for my family or I can, you know, spend more time with my kid at school or whatever. You know, that sort of positive thoughts. You know, if, if that works for you and that makes you go from looking at your screen to, you know, creating a landing page, mm -hmm. hey, you know, kudos to you, right? Yeah. So often questioning and asking yourself why are you doing this or why do you want to do this will give you that motivation. And then on that in, you know, in that moment when you're there, the hardest part is usually asking yourself to do this. Right? And so if you need some help with that, the thing I would always tell people is you know, get a sticky note somewhere, write down why, question mark, and put it next to your desk. Mm -hmm. So that every time you sit down and you don't know what to do and you look at it, it will say why. Yeah. If you, it will sort of give you that moment to reflect. Yeah, that's that's good. That's interesting. Yeah, one thing that I really like about your guys, um, you know, the Asian efficiency approach to productivity. I, I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day. It was one where you had um, your whole team on, and you were kind of talking about your different approaches to things. And it wasn't like, you know, you have to do work this way, or this is the way you have to motivate yourself. It was like more about finding out what works for you and then just and going with that. Yeah, every, everyone is a little bit different. You know, everyone has different buttons that, that, that work for them and that, that they like to be triggered on. And so a lot of the productivity stuff, you know, like there, there is some universal stuff that applies to everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the, the why technique that I just mentioned, that works for everyone, yeah. right? And um, if you really do it, it it's going to be wonders for you. And if you want to take things sort of to the next level, yeah, there are certain things that will work for you that will not work for others, right? And there will certain things there will be certain things that will not work for you. And you, you it's kind of like a science experiment almost, where you have to figure out, okay, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that really work for me, yeah. right? And that's uh, that's a little bit of a challenge, but. You know, when it really comes down to it, there's only maybe two or three things you really need to know mm -hmm. that will work. And once you know them, that's all you really need. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So let's talk about um, any productivity tools that you use or recommend. Do you guys use any um, apps or websites or? Anything? Oh, yeah. I mean, we use a ton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to keep it fairly simple. Sure, and I'll, sure. I'll, I'll mention a couple ones that I, I don't think a lot of people know, so just to make it a little bit more exciting. Okay. So I think the first one is uh, schedulonce.com. Okay. So schedulonce.com is a web service that allows you to sort of make uh, bookings with other people. Okay. So, for example, when we you know started oh, yeah. to book this session together for to record this podcast, I basically said, "Hey, David, you know, follow this link. It will, it'll, it, this service hooks up to my calendar, and it will show you when I'm available, and then you can book a session with me." Right. Right. Like in the past, it would be, "Hey, David, 
uh, you know, I'm free on Thursday. Are you free on Thursday? And you say, no, I'm free on Friday. I'm like, no, Friday doesn't work for me. And then it might take like five or six emails before we figure out the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is totally inefficient. Mm -hmm. So schedule once.com makes that basically super, super easy. So if you are someone who needs a lot of meetings and, uh, you want to eliminate sort of the email trails very quickly, mm -hmm. this is like the perfect service for you. So the other tool I want to mention is uh, HipChat. HipChat, yeah, okay. So HipChat is actually the instant messenger app that we use at Asian Efficiency to communicate within the team. Mm -hmm. And uh, anytime we have like a third party or ex external contractor, we always bring that person on board through HipChat as well, so that they, so that they you know, can sort of communicate with the right people uh, and so on. But I love this uh, particular IM app because it has a really good API. Mm -hmm. So it connects to a lot of different services. And you can actually hook up uh, Zapier, so uh -huh. Z-A-P-I-E-R.com, which is sort of a bridge between a lot of other web services. Um, you can hook it up with HipChat and then get instant notifications when you need them. Oh, okay. So just to give an example, um, anytime someone leaves a blog comment on our blog, it will actually send a notification in a particular chat room where one of our writers will see that and then can leave, you know, reply to that comment directly. Yeah. Or um, if there is a sale made, that will update a certain room as well. Or, um, you know, let's say uh, every Wednesday we have a certain event going on. We have, like, weekly training. Mm -hmm. It will automatically remind us every Wednesday, an hour before, hey, guys, uh, weekly training is coming up here. Check out this page or something like that. Okay. So there's a lot of automation you can do with the API, and uh, that's why I, I really like this uh, Instant Messenger app. Cool. And then the last one is uh, Confluence. So it's actually about a same company, Atlassian, who also creates HipChat. Okay. So Confluence is an internal wiki. It's, it's sort of an enterprise-level wiki that we use to sort of like store documentation, where we write SOPs, where we do a lot of diagramming. Uh, we store a lot of our training uh, operations manuals in there. Um, so it's sort of like Wikipedia, but more for, for businesses. Okay. And um, it's really, really good because, one, it integrates with HipChat. So, for example, if I update a operating operating procedure, it will automatically notify the people about that who are involved with that particular uh, step. Okay. So, for example, if I change, you know, how we publish publish uh, things on social media, if I change a particular page, it will actually notify the social media team about this, uh, so that they know through HipChat and, and other channels. And then also just the integration between you know, different pages and, and manuals uh, through Confluence is just really, really good. So I really like this particular platform. And um, yeah, like you really cannot go wrong. If, you, if you're if you a systems guy like I am and you like documentation and stuff, uh -huh. um, and you like to make sure that everything is documented, you have training materials, you want to store all of that online somewhere, uh, Confluence is really a good app. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So that's, is that everything that you guys are using for like project management and stuff like that? Yeah, it's uh, it's part of it. So uh, we use another platform by the same company at Lasting called Jira. Okay. So Jira is more of the, it's sort of like the Asana version mm -hmm. that they have, but it's more, uh, 
it's a little bit more complex and it's very agile focused. So mm -hmm. you really need to know how agile development works. Yeah. But um, what I like about this sort of product suite that they have is that it, it's all integrated. So literally, if I create a task for someone, I can link to a wiki page uh, from that task where it will say, hey, you know, uh, I need you to review this podcast. Here's the operating procedure for how to review a podcast. And it will automatically link to that. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, if I need someone else to do something, I can quickly, you know, have the documentation there, link to it, and then update them through HipChat in that particular room. Uh, so it's all super, super streamlined. And um, that's, yeah, that's what we love about it. It's just the integration side of things. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, I'll definitely have to check those out. I didn't know about a few of those, so interesting. Um, so just to, to sum up uh, or um, kind of leave us with some simple ways that entrepreneurs could be more productive, what would you say are just some simple things that people could implement to uh, start being more productive, getting more out of their day? So what I would... What I would do is uh, the first thing is to write down your goals. I know you've probably heard this a million times, mm -hmm. but you know, 99% of people don't do this. So okay. if you want to be that 1% who actually does, write down your goals and then put them in a place where you see them every single day. So what I do is I write down my goals and I put them on a whiteboard that is in my office. So every time I walk into my office, it's almost inevitable that I see it, okay. right? So every time I come in there, I just know immediately what my goals are. So that sort of puts my mind in the right state where I know, okay, I need to be, be focusing on this. Then the next thing is to always plan the night before. So what you want to do is you want to look at your goals so you know what you should be working on. Mm -hmm. So it will be, one, easier to focus on what you need to do. Two, say no to things that don't align with your goals. And then three, to figure out what are some of the tasks you need to be doing that are in alignment with that. And if you can combine that with doing, doing it the night before, um, you're going to be so, so productive. Because by the time you get in or by the time you wake up and you need to start working, you're not like trying to figure out, okay, what should I be doing now? No, you have a to-do list ready. And I would recommend just picking one thing that you need to be doing. Just one, one thing. Like, what's the one thing that's going to make the biggest impact going forward? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge because sometimes you'll feel like, you know, well, you know, two or three things <laughs> or five things might be, you know, a game changer. No, just pick one. And then the next thing is don't check email first thing in the morning. Okay. Do it after you've worked on your most important thing. Right. So just to summarize, write down your goals. Put them in a place where you see them every single day. Uh, two plan the night before and make sure you just pick one thing that you're going to be working on and then three uh, don't check email first thing in the morning always do it after you've worked on your big opportunity that that one thing you need to be doing if you do that i will guarantee you that you're going to be insanely productive those are really good tips with your goals do you write down is it like a big general goal like make X amount of money or is it more specific goals like for the day or the week or the month? So this is one of those things that works differently for different people. Mm -hmm. um, so personally, I like to work in quarterly goals. So every 90 days I revise what my goals are okay. because I've noticed like every year, yeah, you know, I, there, there's some nice goals every year, but 
there's just so much changing yeah. every every quarter um, that I just found that 90 days is like the sweet spot for me. Okay. Some people, they, they work better in weekly goals, and that's fine as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I find 90 days is the best for me. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, I don't want to keep you. I know you're busy, and so we can both stay productive. But uh, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I definitely got a lot of good tips. Um, tell people where they can find you and learn more about Asian efficiency. Yeah, if you want to be more productive, you want to find all the best tips and techniques that we have, I would recommend that you go to asianefficiency.com. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter and we will send you every month like some valuable tips for free to, to help you be more productive and to stay focused. And if you love listening to podcasts, we just released a podcast as well. It's called The Productivity Show. And you can find that at theproductivityshow.com. Yeah, definitely very cool. I've been listening to the podcast. Really good job on that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you again. Thanks for listening to the AF Playbook podcast. If you want to learn more about online marketing, visit my blog at afplaybook.com forward slash blog. That's also the place to get show notes for this and other episodes of the AF Playbook podcast. If you're interested in joining the discussion on the AF Playbook forums, visit afplaybook.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.